yeah. Ten Commandments, and it is great for society. We would certainly agree with that. But it is our responsibility to keep the commandments. Okay? Um, it is our responsibility to love God and to love our neighbor. And when we do that, other people will take note and be drawn to God through our lifestyle of keeping the commandments. Number four, and the last one is this, keeping the commandments is the way to understand God better. Now, there are not a bunch of rules on how to become a better person, or how to become a nicer person. Uh, we don't keep the commandments for our own benefit. We keep them as a way to love God. That was the first question I asked you this morning. I asked you in the beginning, you know, how do you love God? This is how we love God. Jesus himself, John chapter 14, told his disciples, if you love me, keep my commandments. He said. First John chapter 2 says, what we know, that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. That's what it says. So, uh, keeping the commandments is a way to understand God better. Now, we're going to go, we're not going to go through all ten today, we're just going to cover the first four. And the first four commandments are called the vertical table of commandments because each of them has to do with our relationship with God. We'll cover the rest next week. So, let's start in uh, verse 3. The first commandment says that you shall have no other gods before me. That word before me literally means against my face yeah. is what God is saying, right? So God is insisting that he is the only God of Israel, for Israel. Now, this is probably the greatest commandment because it has the, the motivating power for keeping all the rest, right? Jesus expressed this positively in Matthew chapter 22 when he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, he said. Now, we're going to ask, okay, some of us who have been Christians maybe for a long time, and we know there's only one God, and we really only worship God, but, you know, what are the other gods out there? Part of what we want to do here this morning is, you know, it's easy for us to think about the other people that have idols in their lives and other, you know, that are worshiping other gods, but let's think about, let's think about ourselves, okay? Are there other competing gods in our life? Martin Luther said this, this helps, to narrow, helps us to narrow it down. He says, whatever your heart clings to and relies upon, that is properly your God. Whatever your heart clings to or relies upon, that is properly your God. Now, it's not uncommon for us to cling to or rely upon those things that give us security in life. You know, we cling to those things. Or we cling to uh, things that will give us position or power or social prestige or maybe um, our profession or our job. For some people, we cling to the love of country or the love of family. Any of these things can replace God as our first commitment. Now, as good and beneficial as those, some of those things can be, they cannot ever provide or satisfy for us like God can. They just can't. And so we do not allow them to become gods in our lives. So one of the ways that we show God love is that we will worship God alone. 
Now, verse 4 says this, you, you shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents through the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. So the second commandment now goes a little bit further, right? It, it, he's, God is telling those people, hey, listen, don't be like those other people. Don't be like the other nations. Uh, don't worship the idols of their gods. Don't make anything and worship them. And don't worship me in that fashion as well. So this second commandment here is all about idolatry. And we don't, now, it's all about idolatry. Now, um, we don't bow down to uh, wooden carvings and golden calves like they did back in the day. Our idols for today are a little bit different. They look a little bit different. And pastor and author Tim Keller, he describes things for us that that may be um, that describes idolatry. Um, we all have idols in our lives, okay. And and so this is where we want to be. You know, where we just want to think. We want to find a little bit. Here's what he said: Anything in life can serve as an idol or a counterfeit God. An idol is anything more important to you than God. Anything that absorbs your heart and imagination more than God. An idol is something we cannot live without. We must have it. Therefore, it can drive us to break rules we once honored, to harm others, even ourselves, in order to get it. Anything that is so central and essential to your life that should you lose it, your life would feel hardly worth living. If and it leads us to say, if I have that that thing, then I feel I will feel like my life has meaning. Then I'll know I have value and I'll feel significant and secure. And so our idols today will look a lot different than they did back in Exodus chapter 20. You know, one of the things we talk about is money. Of course, money can become an idol, or nice things, or our appearance, or our career. It can be our rights, or our freedoms. I mean, you know, the instant people start talking about making uh, stronger gun laws, we can watch people get all agitated because there's the threat of taking my guns away. And I think for a lot of people, guns have become an idol. We think of social media and start of smartphones that are out there. 46% of adults say, or 46% of people say they can't survive without their smartphone. I think maybe it's become an idol. Or sports teams. Heard people complain, oh man, you know, when are we gonna start sports? Thank God the NFL starts today. There's, there's this thinking of, you know, we, we adore, we idolize our sports teams. And even our children and our grandchildren can become mm. idols as well. Mm. So God explains <coughs> this command a little bit, right? He just doesn't say it, but he explains it. He teaches us the rest of this, this command 
and disobedience to this command has far-reaching implications. That if we disobey this command, the effects can be felt for a long time, over many generations, he said. It's kind of like a stone cast into the water. There's a ripple effect to this breaking this commandment. That the sin of idolatry just doesn't affect the individual, but the corporate community and generations and so one of the ways we love God is that we will not make pretend God will let anything else take God's place. And then in verse 7, he says this, You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. So the third commandment is do not misuse God's name. You might have remembered it in don't take the Lord's name in vain. Well, how do you misuse God's name? How would I misuse your name? Right? If, if uh, I tell lies about you and I gossip about you, spread rumors about you, uh, kind of dragging your name through the mud, well, we can drag God's name through the mud as well. You know, if we say something false about God or something that's untrue that compromises his honor, Use his name to curse other people or just using God's name flippantly. These are all ways we can do that. But God's name can also be dishonored by being misused and misrepresented, misrepresented by the character of people who call themselves Christians but then don't act like Christ. Okay? For instance, if, say we were we were at a picnic. And I saw you with your friends, and I went up, you know, some of your, uh, you know, went up to you and said hi, and you introduced me, oh, there's my friend Greg, and we go to the same church, and we work on mission projects together, and you just say nice things about me, I say nice things about you, say hi to me, and then I leave, okay, <laughs> and then I'm walking around the picnic hitting on other women, right? <laughs> Or uh, I'm speaking loudly without a mask on, or I'm telling dirty jokes. Now, what does that do to you? You're kind of like, you know, your friends are going, what? Are you friends with this guy? You know, guy's acting like an idiot. What, what, what's going on? And I, in essence, I have misrepresented your character by the way that I act because you have spoken so highly of you. We can do the same thing with God. We can misuse God's name at our workplace. Right? We tell people that, you know, on Sunday, you know, hey, you're going to work. Yeah, I was at church yesterday. And then the way that you are at the workplace, you are cutthroat. And, and then, you you know, you, you cut corners. And you do, you know, like, hey, that's just the cost of doing business. That's the way you need to do it. Right? Or you're the gossip at work. That's kind of misrepresenting God's name. Or you're the unfriendly neighbor in the neighborhood. You're the one who's going to get those kids off my lawn. You know, you're that person. <laughs> That's kind of misrepresenting God's name. If your social media profile, it says that you're a Christian, but yet you're the type of person who, who spreads rumors and about conspiracy theories, and you often will pass, pass along things that are not nice. You speak, speak derogatory about now. other people, groups, or whatever. Um, you are mis misusing God's name. And so one of the ways that we love God is that we will use our words to praise and honor God.
Then finally, verse 8, it says that, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter or your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in the sixth day the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. The fourth commandment is to remember the Sabbath. That word Sabbath there means to, to cease, to stop, to rest is what it means. And th there's kind of a twofold principle behind this. And number one is this. God is telling us that as I've created you, there's a rhythm to life. No work and you rest. Rest in your work, right? We can't go 24-7, just work, 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 busy, 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 because our bodies need rest, our minds need rest, our spirits need rest. Second principle is this. God's kind of showing us that everything belongs to God, including time. That's something we don't often think about, that time. I mean, everything belongs to God, including time. Time belongs to God. And so he here is saying that that. The Sabbath is holy. Last week we talked about the word holy. And that holy needs to be set apart. And so that day, that Sabbath day, is to be set apart from the other six days. You work six days, but then on the seventh, the seventh, you rest. You don't work. No one works. No, not even the animals, he said. Animals, servants, um, foreigners, no one is to work on that day. And so one day out of seven is set aside as a special day that reminds us of the sacredness of all days and the sacredness of time that God has created. And so it's not just set apart, but it's set apart to the Lord your God. And so it becomes then a day for worship and fellowship and yes. praising God and hearing God's word yes. and resting yes. where we allow God to refresh us from the previous sins. Now, this is also one of the two commandments that is not stated negatively. It's stated with a positive effect. It doesn't say, you know, don't do this. It says, remember the Sabbath, right? Remember the Sabbath. And that word remember is, oh, not just, oh yeah, remember. Like, oh yeah, today's Sunday or the Sabbath, and so, you know. But it has with it uh, to do something concrete, some concrete action. You know, if, if it is my wife Diana's birthday and uh, we're at home and nothing has happened and she goes, you remember what day it is today? And I said, oh yeah, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. And I go back to just do what I'm doing. You know, I'm gonna be in trouble, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's because something significant has to be done yeah. on that. And so the same, same thing here. Um, uh, remember the Sabbath means, God's kind of telling us, God's people are required to act in a certain way, okay? And so we show God our love when we save one day a week for rest and for worship. Remember the old days when you had a radio in the car that wasn't digital? You had to turn the knob to get the station, right? You were listening to the... Uh, 
ball game, you're out for the drive, and you really want to listen to that ball game or music or whatever, you get, you're constantly tuned because you, you go up with the downhill valley around the curve, you lose it, so you tune it again, tune it again. Still have that problem. God is like that. God is like that. God broadcasts this signal to us. And it's our responsibility to get that signal, to receive that signal. And as we go through life, we're going to hit mountains and valleys and hit challenges in life. And that signal from God is not always going to be clear. But it's our responsibility to keep tuning into God, to try and get the clearest signal. And we do that with keeping God's commandments. The Ten Commandments are not rules that we keep so that we'll get to heaven. Or so that God will like us. They are rules for tuning in to God. So here's what I want you to do. I just want you to bow your head. You can think about your problem you're watching, watching online. Just, I, I just want you to think about for a minute. Just some time of silence and stillness. What in your life is competing for God's attention? We all, all of us are dealing with some other idols out there. Are there any idols that you need to get rid of because they've been taking the place of God? Anything that absorbs your heart or your imagination? Anything that if it were taken away from you, God, we will worship you alone. God, we will not make pretend gods or let anything take your place. God, we will use our words to praise and honor you. God, we will say one day a week for rest and for worship. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. We're going to sing a closing song that has to do with the, the majesty and the wondrousness of God. Um, I stand in awe. And so you, if you want to stand, you may stand. Uh, but, uh, let's just, and as you sing the song, I just you to think about the words and just continue that prayer that you made to God. So let's sing I stand in
go, go, go. She's not running. As long as we can see her, she's not running. Are you drinking them with this? That ain't mine. Oh, alright. It's been sitting there. I don't know who the fuck that is. I ain't gonna drink none of that shit. I don't even know that COVID. Oh, that bad attitude that people have got down there. Is there a bother you when people look at you like they think you're drunk or something? Huh? Is it ever bother you when people look at you and they think you're drunk and they don't realize what's going on with you? Sometimes uh, you, you pretty much got But that's that the first When I first Became the way I am Right It It's frustrating it, it used to, It practically was one of the Reasons for my first season Right Overthinking Yeah Happy Sunday Happy Sunday yeah. Peace Good night boy Oh, did I say that out loud? Oh, shit. Oops. She already knows it anyway. She wouldn't be wearing them jeans I if know, she didn't know I it. I know, <laughs> I'm just saying. This is going out on the broadcast. I didn't say that. My, nah. my tongue said it, not me. Your brain said it. No. Sometimes I, 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 I have vomit of the mouth. I say words that I'm not supposed to say sometimes. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs>